this is the Bedford Blues Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blues Podcast. Well, we're almost halfway through the season with just two fixtures remaining to see out 2022, starting with Jersey Reds on Saturday and the sellout Boxing Day clash with Amptill at Goldington Road. A journey over to the island is always a different experience and we'll be taking at least three players on the flight for their first experience of Jersey. I've caught up with two of them, Monty Royston and Charles Rylands, to talk all the current goings on at Goldington Road ahead of two extremely difficult fixtures. Well, boys, good to catch up. Sitting here uh, overlooking the pitch um, leading into Jersey, we're hoping that the game goes ahead on Saturday, actually, because uh, looking out there, pretty cold on tonight, training cancelled. Um, what's the uh, feeling within the camp at the moment? Yeah, it's been a little bit frosty over the past couple of days. Um, obviously, good to get away from uh, Ealing without being snowed off, but looking towards the weekend, hopefully things still go ahead because I think the boys really want the uh, the trip away and be able to go out to Jersey and make a good impact. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the videos. Have you seen the videos of Cold Evie Cordish Pirates last last weekend? Quite a lot of snow there. I think it was a case of, well, Cordish Pirates can't be bothered to travel up here again. So I think they play the game. is certainly an interesting spectacle. And just how does this weather change affect what we're going to do? Because we like to throw the ball around. Cold weather is going to probably change that a little bit as well, would you say? Uh, yeah, we're still gonna. It's gonna change a little bit, but we're still gonna try and chuck the ball around like we normally do. Obviously, uh, weather dependent, that might change where we might have to play a little bit more of a territory game. But I'm sure if the chance is on for us to play, we're gonna keep doing the same things that we'd normally do and back our skills. As we're filming this, the press release is going around the people that need to see it, but it is a sellout on Boxing Day. Incredible effort from the supporters. Obviously, we've got some other games to talk about as well, but just looking forward to Boxing Day first. Sellout crowd, your first experience of a sellout crowd. Charles, maybe not your first experience of Boxing Day rugby at Goldenton Road. Just how much are you looking forward to, to that game, even though you've got these other games to look, to look at as well? Well, it's important that we don't look past Jersey because obviously that's a massive game coming up on the... On Saturday, but yeah, it's brilliant to see that it's already sold out for Boxing Day. Um, it's going to be a big occasion, obviously, against our local rivals, Amptill. So I'm sure it's going to be a good one. And it's great that the fans have already got behind us to sell the place out for two weeks' time. Yeah, it's my first sort of part of uh, Boxing Day here at Bedford. So, you know, heard a lot about the you know, sellout crowd and the sort of atmosphere it brings. And obviously playing Amptill, it's you know, a bit of a local rivalry. So I think it's going to be sort of the best of both worlds with great rugby on the pitch and great fans around us. Charles, I'm sure you get fed up with me um, asking you actually about when you supported Bedford Blues, when you came through the turnstiles at Golden to Road. Just talk to us about what your remembrances are when you were growing up, because Bedford v Amptill is a relatively new rivalry. Obviously, you've been around this sort of area for a long time. What are your recollections of Bedford v Amptill? Because it hasn't happened for too long. Was that ever spoken about when you were a fan here? What were the local derbies that you always used used to look for? And sort of what are your own personal thoughts on that? No, yeah, as you said, uh, Bedford Amptill was sort of a new sort of derby as we haven't played them too much uh, uh, before recently. And yeah, so the, the derby games before them were sort of, Co- Coventry was always such a big game. Uh, Nottingham used to be a big game, obviously, with the semi-final. But yeah, that wasn't a game that I, I sort of seen too much of. But yeah, coming through the gates that go on to the road, you knew what to sort of expect, that tries would be on show and... Clearly, that hasn't changed this season, as you've seen some of the tries of the week that we normally do quite well in. Uh, hopefully, you get uh, another win this week with uh, Magic's try, but yeah, it's been good. And just looking towards that game, obviously, for Amptill, it's kind of an easy message, isn't it? Go 
go to the bigger club in Bedfordshire, beat them on their own patch. That's kind of the message. They'll want to come here and shock 5,000 fans. But they'll also come here wanting to stop our unbeaten home record. It's something we're incredibly proud of to start this season. Because why have things clicked so well at home, do you think? Because it's something we've struggled on in the last few years, is trying to put wins together at home. What What is happening this season that, that it's clicking so well? No, there's big confidence when we play at home. We know uh, we want to put on a show for the crowd. And obviously, we haven't done too well away from home. But we know when we're at, at home, it favours us a little bit. Obviously, we're the slow from that. But yeah, Amtil will be coming to try and stop that. But there is confidence when we play at home and hopefully keep that run going and finish um, 2022 in the way we'd like to. Yeah, I think the boys really like having an atmosphere and the Blues fans are always coming in force, you know, both home and away. Yeah, I think especially uh, on Saturday when we went down to Ealing, there, there wasn't too many fans. Obviously, the weather played a bit of a part in that as well. But I think having a, a big fan base there really helps sort of motivate the boys. And you know, so far, that's been really great and hopefully leaning up to Boxing Day we you know put on a really good show front of yeah sell out crowd. Golden tomorrow is going to be a, a hub of activity on Boxing Day. We've obviously spoken about things on the field, but just looking off the field, just how much have you enjoyed Golden Road and its experiences? Obviously Charles, you've had a bit more of it from your childhood and stuff, but just how much have you enjoyed being here for your first four months as professional athletes? I think coming down from university, it was a brand new start for me. It's you know, a new atmosphere, new change of pace, new coaches, new players. You know, obviously played with Charles uh, once before with England students, but other than that, it was a whole new sort of set of faces. So I think coming in, it was important just to sort of see everyone, build sort of a bit of a rapport with everyone and uh, get the rugby going. And now we're four months in and it feels like a really sort of close-knit group. And uh, yeah, moving forward, I think it's only going to get better. Yeah, I agree with that. It probably took me a month or two to get going because obviously coming out of uni rugby where the lifestyle is a little bit different. But yeah, it's a good group. So they've helped us fit in well and uh, got good mates with some of the boys. So it's made it a lot easier for us to just step in and try and do what we can do on the pitch. It's quite a good blend this season, actually. We've got some really good senior pros, players that played over 100 games at this club, but so many that haven't even reached 20 yet. You know, it's, it's a real good blend of experience. And I guess for you two, you get to learn your craft alongside some really key players, but also be given the opportunities that probably at other clubs you wouldn't get because they'd have senior players in those positions as well. Yeah, it's, it's that's that's been the case. Uh, it's been great to learn off some of the boys who are in and around my position, Frosty, Tui, just learn and see what they do every week in training. And they've been brilliant for me, like with the extras after training and watching their performance and see how they go about stuff. And they've had quite a bit of experience in the championship over the last couple of seasons. So that's been good for me. And Monty, probably the the prop positions this season are the, are the are the two critical ones in terms of rotation. I guess you've benefited from that a lot because you've actually been involved in a lot of match day squads this season. There's obviously the three of you vying for that jersey every week. Just how have you found working with uh, Joey and Lewis? Yeah, it's been really fantastic. Obviously, you know, tough competition for match day places, but it's been really positive just to have that sort of internal competition. It's not been anything that you know one person's been sort of doing something above somebody else. It's always been tough competition and uh, it's been a real good chance to develop and obviously looking around at other boys in the squad, you know, being able to lean on them for experience and sort of how to sort of operate yourself as a professional. Um, it's been a good opportunity and obviously there's a, a master plan at work. So, you know, just got to lean into it and do the best you can. And how much confidence do you take specifically that obviously North, Northampton can give us a lot of players, can boost us in lots of ways? Lou said they did a lot last season. They haven't 
tended to bother in that position this year. You've taken confidence that Mike trusts the three of you as a loose head unit that he doesn't need to rely on reinforcements from Northampton this season. I think it, it does show confidence within us. You know, obviously we've got three fairly young loose heads. Um, so it's a bit of an opportunity for us to sort of state our claim for the jersey and, and put in competition without us. Um, there perhaps is a bit of a sense that when the, the Saints boys come down, there's a bit of um, preference there. But, you know, obviously with the loose heads that, that we have at the moment, there's three of us. We There's only two in the matchday squad. So there's always somebody who's going to unfortunately miss out. But I think that sort of pushes all of us to to put our best foot forward and train as hard as we can. And that can only push the squad into better places. Both of you are vibe producers. I think between you, you've made about 25 appearances um, combined for the club. Um, it's a question I, I always like asking players and I always like to know, know, know the answer. I don't like to go too sinister, but how do you cope with that competition? Because it's obviously healthy competition, but desperately you must want to play every game. How do you as professional athletes deal with that? Because you you obviously don't want your fellow professionals to get injured. That's, you know, I've got to make that very clear. How do you cope with all that going go around to make sure that you get as many minutes on the field as you can? Yeah, like, I know it's a bit cliche, but you can only control what you control. So what you can control. So if they go well in your jersey, then you've just got to bounce back and do better when you've been given the opportunity, which uh, the Cup sort of gave me that sort of chance where I felt like I put in a good performance against Coventry. And not too bad against Doncaster away from home. So as soon as you get your chance to start in the jersey, you just got to take your opportunity. And that's what we've been doing. So uh, the competition's good because obviously it pushes everyone on to perform better. So that's good for the coaches. But obviously you'd like to start every game. Yeah, I think coming from university, yeah, as a fresher, you, you know, in the first thing, you don't really get that many opportunities and you've got to sort of bide your time. You've got to earn your, your sort of place in the squad. Um I think coming into a professional setup, it's even more of the same. Uh, you, you know, particularly with loose heads, there's three of us. You, you've got to, you know, your minutes will come. Yeah, you know, it's a long old season. People pick up uh, injuries and rotation happens, and you've got to make the most of your minutes and the opportunities that are there. Do you think you've benefited from the fact that we are rotating the squad quite a lot this season? Because you look at a player like Dean Adamson, it's a stalwart in that jersey, has missed two games. And players like that, do you do you feel like this is almost the right season to play for Bedford as a young player? Yeah, obviously it's brilliant that Mike's given us uh, opportunities as a young player to chuck ourselves into the championship in our first season in sort of professional rugby. So yeah, it has been a good season to sort of be here. So we've had good chances, and hopefully that may continue. Let's make no bones about it. It's a difficult game coming up on Saturday. I know you've already kind of hinted towards it or already that can't look towards Boxing Day yet. We've got Jersey to come. On Saturday, this is a real tough run of fixtures. Obviously, we went to the unbeaten league leaders. We go to the unbeaten second-place side on Saturday at a place that is notoriously difficult to go and win. Um, what's the feelings within the camp at the moment going into that game? Yeah, we know it's a tough place to go. And obviously, we had a really tough uh, game on Saturday against Ealing. But uh, we bounced back well this season when we have had a loss. So hopefully, we're looking to do the same again. Jersey is obviously a difficult place to go. They've had some good results this season and they've done well away from it against Nottingham. So it's going to be a difficult match, but hopefully we have a good game plan to be able to beat them. Let's just say, uh, Monty, let's cut no bones about it. Jersey have got the best pack in the Championship. No question. You can see, by the way, that a lot of their players go to the Premiership, particularly the front row. This season already in the, the Championship Clubs podcast, 16 uh, votes into the front row between the three of them. How much... 
does that excite you? Because that's going to be a huge challenge for you on Saturday. It's going to be a huge challenge, but I think it's a big opportunity for us to to go out there and sort of show that we're not just that sort of super flair team that just slings it around a bit, that we can do the basics well and we can sort of operate and do the sort of nitty gritty stuff that often goes unnoticed. Um, I think there's been certain opportunities throughout this season where we've shown that we can do the hard yards. And uh, I think Saturday will definitely be an opportunity again to sort of prove to the league that we're not you know, a pack that's going to be rolled over, that we're going to stick our shoulders in and get driving over. Because actually we did, I think we won four scrum penalties at Elian. Elian probably got the second best pack in, pack in the league. So are you taking confidence from those sort of stats? Yeah, absolutely. I think we went in and um, Frosty had a great line-out menu set up and we picked our right options. And when it came to the scrum, it was sort of the, the cliche sort of phrases of, you know, all eight buying in, having a good shot and, uh, and feet in the floor. And I think that paid dividends at, at moments. Um, yes, yeah, a couple of things didn't really go away. The, the ref sort of saw a picture and then changed halfway through, which was sort of positive for us. But we've got to stay consistent and really put it to them. What are the senior players telling you about going to Jersey? Because it's a whole different experience playing away at Jersey and the way they're playing at the moment is going to be an intimidating test. What are they telling you at the moment? Uh, similar to what they told us when we, when we went to Pirates, because obviously that was a tough place to go for Bedford Notoriously. If you looked at our results there, and we've done really well this season with a brilliant win down there. So hopefully we're looking to do the same again. Uh, as you've already said, they've got a big pack, so we're looking to deal with that. But we're going to have chances to score tries like we normally do. So if we take them, we'll come away with the right result. We've got quite a few ex-Jersey players in the in the playing squad, and the coaching squad, obviously. Sluggy's played there. Bouge has played there. Is from there. Um, does that give you any psychological advantage or... Do you think that those kind of things don't really make much of a difference? Uh, I'm sure we'll be leaning to Bouge to, to let us know what it's like playing there, especially if the conditions do change and obviously you'll be used to the pitch and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, as we've got to look at it as that sort of stuff doesn't really matter who's played there or what's happened there previously. We've just got to go down there on Saturday and come away with the right result. And if we played the way we do at home and we take that to an away game, I'm sure that that would be the case. And how excited are you about the whole experience of the trip? Because it's probably the only time that you've ever been on a plane to play a professional game of rugby. So it's kind of an interesting one in that system as well. It's kind of a mini team bonding exercise just before Christmas. So yeah. yeah, that's how you've got to look at the away trips that you get a bit of team bonding out of it, not just a game on a Saturday. So that's going to be a new experience for me. I haven't travelled to by plane to a game before, so it's a new experience and one I'm looking forward to. I'm sure the band will be high on the plane and and all that sort of stuff around the hotel. Yeah, we can't reveal too many of the secrets, obviously, because uh, certain things uh, stay uh, away from this podcast. But just in terms of those those squad team team bonding exercises, that's obviously brought us together because you can see in the victories against Harper, against Coventry, how you have to die for each other at the end to make sure we won those games. Um, just talk to us about those because we've had the Penavan Mountain trip. We've had stuff like that. You, you boys have gone out in Cambridge and all that kind of stuff. Just how much... Do they help you, particularly when you're new players coming in that you can bond with your teammates straight away? I think when you only see you know players you know at training and around that sort of time, the the longer you spend with each other, the more sort of you have that bit of sort of micro communications with each other and sort of getting to know people a little bit more. Um, yeah, the the away trips are always loads of fun, but I think it's important that sort of it does always relate to the rugby in some ways. Um, sort of getting to know everyone and sort of bringing each other together so that you all know that you're there for the right reasons and you're doing, doing it for each other more than anything else. And just looking at that 
game on Saturday will tell us pretty much where we are on Christmas Day in terms of the league. Because there are a few games on Christmas Eve. We obviously play Boxing Day. Um, but just how do you assess the season overall so far, both in terms of your own personal view, in terms of how much game time we've played, but as a team who are currently fourth, obviously very happy with that. That that could change on Saturday. But what's your uh, your thoughts been overall about the season so far? I think it's been fairly positive. I think you know, being fourth in the table against um, the guys in front of us, so obviously Coventry are not far in front of us, but then obviously you've got Ealing and, and Jersey right at the top. Um, I think going into Christmas, it'd be you know, nice to be a little bit higher in the table. You know, everyone would love to be at the top at Christmas, but you know, realistically, we want to be able to put out as good a performances as we can. And uh, if we can be a top of the table, especially in the top four, by the uh, the January break, then I think that'd be really positive. But I think coming from that as well, to keep a sort of undefeated home record, I think that sets the tone for the second half of the season as well. Well, yeah, looking at the table, I just think we can have a good smash at the top three. Uh, a positive result on Saturday and a good one on Box Day would finish the year really well for us. So I think that put us near, near enough around that top three sort of area, defending on results. Um, personally, for me, I think I started off a little bit slow, but as the season sort of gone on, I've been able to find my own a little bit and... Uh, just for Evan to go now, full of confidence for the next two games. Well, boys, it's been great catching up. Best of luck in Jersey on Saturday. I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but there's uh, the certain uh, World Cup final on Sunday. We're filming before the semi-finals take place. This will go out after the semi-finals. So a little bit of a test for you, and we'll see. And the fans will see how clever you are at football. What's your predictions? What teams are getting in the World Cup final, and who's going to win the, the World Cup? And we'll see if they come true. Oh. I think we'll see a France sort of Argentina final. I hope the French win it because I think it makes England look a little bit better. And I think Mbappe is probably one of the best players in the world at the moment. So just let him let him take reign now. And I hope Messi don't win it because Ronaldo's the GOAT. Yeah, probably would agree with that as well. I think I'd love... Uh, I kind of want, as an outsider, Morocco to, to get through to the final. I think that should be yeah, a bit of a dark horse winner. Um, although that's going to be a bit of a tough ask. Well, that's all we've got time for on this latest episode of the Blues Podcast. Don't forget, we'll have all the action covered on our social channels this Saturday. So if you're not heading to Jersey or watching Bedford Blues women at Goldenton Road, you can still keep up to date with all the goings on. On behalf of everyone at Bedford Blues, I'd like to take this opportunity to wish you all a very happy Christmas and happy new year. We're incredibly humbled to have a sellout Boxing Day Battle of Bedfordshire two weeks in advance of the game. And we look forward to welcoming all those with tickets through the turnstiles on match day. Tickets remain available for all eight matches that we have at Goldenton Road in 2023. So please don't miss out on any further matches. Purchase early at www.bedfordrugby.co.uk forward slash tickets and join us at Goldenton Road for more exciting match days. Take care, everyone, and see you all soon.